0: Welcome to Falcons Audible. It is a Victory Monday, the fourth Victory Monday of the Falcons season, guys. Uh, Great win, probably the most thorough, most impressive win of the season, on the road, all three phases of the game. Mm -hmm. And here we are sitting at the midway point of the season, four and four. You know, it's interesting. There's such a different feeling right now, being at four and four. They started off with, with uh, the loss to Philly, they split their first two games, lost three straight and then they've won the last three. Last year they won the first three, dropped three in a row and then split and there was that 20 to 16 loss at Charlotte in their eighth game. Such a different feeling this year. This team has overcome the injuries and they've got momentum heading into the second half and Dan Quinn's teams the last two years. Have gone six and two down the stretch. There's a lot of feeling right now that there's there's some optimism here in Flowery Branch this morning, and rightfully so. The fans are excited, and uh, I know you guys you want to talk about the defensive line, the much-maligned yeah, defense. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that defense really stepped up against Adrian Peterson, Arch, and you want to talk about just the offense in general. Steve Sarkeesian called the heck of the game. That offense yep. since week one has been lights out, carrying this team at times. Uh, really took the Redskins out of their game, but. Uh, Let's just jump right in. I mean, it was a complete game, and uh, <coughs> the Falcons ran the ball. They shut down Adrian Peterson in their in in the Redskins' five wins. Peterson averaged twenty four touches, one hundred and thirty yards a game, one hundred twenty nine, mm-hmm. and the Falcons just shut him down. Nine carries for seventeen yards, took him out of their game. They they jumped out to an early lead. Let's just talk about that offense, Arch.
1: Yeah, I think that. Uh, when you how does how does one side of the ball affect the other side of the ball or help the other side of the ball? We talk about it all the time: team offense, defense, three phases, as you mentioned, Matt. I think that the game plan that Sark came out with, they, we knew that their strength was defensive run, stop the stop the run game. They got big guys up front, mm-hmm. so what do you do? So you use their strength against them. So you stay base a good bit on first down. Base meaning. Uh, one back, three receivers is kind of a base for us, even though it's a sub package for some. Sometimes we get two tight ends and a, and it's, and a full back in. But you kept them in their base look for a good bit of the game, the first part of the game, and you threw the ball on first down. And you had a lot of success throwing the ball on first down. The part that was impressive to me was Steve stayed uh, Steve Sarkeesian stayed very very tight to his idea. If there was an incompletion on first down, Ryan wasn't perfect. We ran the ball. Yeah. And so and – it's okay to go ahead and you run the ball, but you got to get success. Mm. The shortest run on second down in 10 was three yards. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you're third and seven. You go eight for eight on third down in the first half. Huh. That's because Steve Sarkeesian stayed true to what he wanted to do. Throw the ball in first down. If we get completions, we'll get in, our, we'll get in some tempo. We'll get after him. If we don't, we'll come back and run the ball on second down and give the offensive line credit, the sense of urgency, to understand we have to get something positive here on second down to give Ryan an opportunity, give Steve Sarkeesian an opportunity to get us the third down. But the development of – and it looked like Steve Sarkeesian went into the laboratory, put the laboratory coat on <laughs> because they in. had some looks that were certainly unscouted because the Redskins had a really tough time matching up. Even when we, were, we went empty out of, out of our base look, had a couple backs in the game go empty, tied in the back out of empty. Mm. They had a tough time matching up, so I thought Steve Sarkeesian was brilliant. And then Matt Ryan continued his brilliance. You've talked about it a number of times his brilliance of executing the plan. Ball was coming out quick. A oh, lot yeah. of the designs of the passing game was get the ball out of Ryan's hands. Okay, shock you and I both know we play quarterback, play quarterback on first down passing you're looking for completions you're not looking yeah you'll take a shot if it's there but get the ball out check downs backs in the flat receivers on quick routes and it really frustrated the redskins i thought
0: yeah i that's one thing i noticed too They, they got the ball out quick matt got it out whether it was in the flat or a dump off or a crossing pattern it was out of his hands pretty quick and he did a good job too i thought when the redskins did get some pressure in his face he extended some plays. He, you know, he yeah. a couple times he rolled out and made some plays with his legs and get, then got rid of the ball. But uh, that on top, you, you talked about the running game too. Uh, Ito Smith and, and Tevin Coleman had, a, you know, a great day running the ball. And the Redskins have been stingy against some very good backs this year. They've yeah. shut down Saquon Barkley, uh, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott. They've held them all to 100 yard under. 100 yards. Yeah, coming into that game, they've uh, seven
1: games, <coughs> five teams had rushed for less than 100 They held five of the seven teams right. less than 100 yards, and the biggest they, biggest number they'd given up right. was 104 yards of the Packers did the too. One thing that's
2: pretty evident that I thought was the ability to be able to use the play action. And in the previous games, everybody harped on, okay, the Falcons aren't being able to run the football. But I think everybody understands and have seen on film Tevin's ability to hit it and go. Mm-hmm. And there's Stuff on film where you can see all he needs is one little crease he's got the ability to take it to the house. And I think that's part of, we saw in that Giants game, was 14 to 15 on play action passes because of that. And then we saw this game, the run game got going. So now here's another thing on film for teams to recognize and say, okay, well, even though they haven't run it in the past, they have the ability to run. And we talk about all the time, Sarkeesian sticking to it, doing a good job of, Forcing the issue, even if you're getting one, two yards here or there, he stuck to it. Arch, you talked about staying to the game plan of second down. Now, I remember vividly watching the game, throw it on first down. If it's not there, you come back, you run the ball, you pick up three, four, five yards. It's third and four, five, five or six, whatever it may be. And you're giving yourself a chance to convert on third down. But forcing the issue running the football was big. And then we've seen it a couple times. If Tevin gets a crease, if that offensive line gets up to that second level that we talk about a lot, he can take it the distance every single time, and I think that helps with the play action, and we see it so much, which is so big when what the Falcons want to do.
0: Edo Smith, I just mentioned him a second ago, he had 10 carries for 60 yards. Tevin had 13 for 88. As a team, they rushed for 154 yards. Edo Smith, though, is, is, and you talk about this draft class, Edo Smith is week to week Showing making a contribution. Really. Yeah. Calvin Ridley coming mm-hmm. along. Uh, on defense, Foye Alakouan and De- Deidren Sanat. What would you call him? Alakawan? Alakouan. Really? Aluakouan? Yeah, yeah. Aluakouan, Alakouan. I like Alakouan. That's kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. I <laughs> won't say how the guy up in the press box says his name. Oh, no, I can imagine. Uh, Kill it. Oh, he he just butchers, it. He butchers his name. But, yeah. Well, that's Foye. a good thing though, with Because he's making Foye. a lot of plays. That's a good thing. He's yeah, you're his saying name. his name. He's making plays, right? Foye is making plays. There you go. And even Isaiah Oliver, you he has been – Good point. Under the microscope, but he, you know, he seems to get better week to week and he makes plays. People want to talk about the plays he's given up, but he makes a lot of plays Absolutely. too.
2: Absolutely. But even the plays just, he's given up, he's been right there. Yes. It's not like he's been just getting crushed. Yes. Even in the game uh, yesterday, he did a great job. Even the, the fade route, he's there. Yes. The guy just made a great play. Play on the sideline, he's there. The guy just makes a great play. The next level of it is where. We've seen Robert Offer come. Is he's going to get that head around? He's going to start to understand when the yeah. ball's coming out, right. and he's going to better, you know, get his hand through. I mean, look at the play that uh, Neesman made yesterday on Jordan Reed. Mm-hmm. Jordan Reed running the out route. He's beat on the play, but he doesn't give up. And the last moment, you see him come through and swipe through and punch that
1: ball out. I Those know you are want the to, next level plays. Oh, I know you want to jump in the defense. I wanted to yeah, give, say one but, more point about the
0: offense. Yeah, okay. two more points. Okay, two more points. You got two more. Two that more. means you got one. Yeah, I do.
1: You got a point. Okay. <laughs> Uh, when we talk about game plan, um, Atlanta really hurt the Redskins with the first down passing, eight for eight on third down, staying in manageable third down situation. So now if I, I go in at halftime, I'm Greg Minoski, the defensive coordinator, and say, good God almighty, we got to stop the short passing attack. we got to hug up. We've got we to spread out. we got to pay attention to this. The ball's coming out quick. Let's forget about trying to get your hands in the air as a pass rusher. And what do you do? You slowed them down up front and Steve Sarkisian comes out and bangs them with the run game in <laughs> yeah. that opening drive of the second half. Ten two you games, hold yeah. yeah, you hold the ball for almost 7 minutes and shove it like a death nail mm-hmm. into them with that opening drive of oh, the third quarter to extend their depth of how far they had to come back offensively. I thought that was brilliant, too. You know, so often we talk about offensive coordinators. Okay, do you have a little counterpunch in the second half. Is there mm-hmm. something you haven't shown them you want to counterpunch them with. Well, that was it because they had made a point of trying to stop the passing game on first down, and here comes that physical run game. Pretty that's pretty cool.
2: And that's a good point because you look at most times you go into halftime and you want to make adjustments. You want to – if things aren't going right or certain plays didn't fit what you had going into the game, you go in and you change it. Well, the Falcons, everything was working. Yeah. So – Mindset t- says, yeah. let's just stay with what we're doing. But instead, he comes out and he changes the entire game plan because he knew that run game would begin to click because they wanted to stop the pass game on the outside, all the perimeter throws, the extensions of the the run game with the screen passes out to Tevin and stuff. gashing them up that middle with something I know they didn't expect.
0: When you get out to that lead like that, it opens up the playbook. When they're playing on their heels like that, that's when Sarkeesian can really open things up, and, and they did. The point I wanted to make real quick was – you know, you talk about signs of optimism, th- signs to be hopeful, uh, things to be, you know, that fans should be excited about. Yes, they're four and four, and they've won three straight. Yes, the rookie class is contributing mm-hmm. in a major way. But you go back to this year, and even even, or go back to last year in the in the first game this year. There was a lot of outcry over, hey, our third down, our red zone offense. Uh, you know, everyone was comparing the offense to Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. When you look at the job, just to piggyback on what Steve Sarkeesian has done, at one point yesterday, they were eight for eight on third down. Mm-hmm. They were I've ten, never heard they, of a
1: perfect first half before. That it, in, the, in
0: the eighth yeah. one was a, a touchdown to Ridley, right. um, who is just playing lights out. Yeah. They finished 10 of 13, 77% on third down. Was 10 yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in the red zone, they were two for three, I think yes two for three 67 percent that is phenomenal touchdowns, talking about
1: touchdowns yes. yes that's awesome yes red wow.
0: zone uh well the so t- i well, mean there's one
1: t- more thing about the back, about the offense now the backs and you you were talking about ito and tevin and we're yeah. talking about their vision and running the ball their contribution in the pass game if you get a chance you have the t- if you have it taped if you're a fan at home and you have it taped go back and look at ito and tevin coleman in pass protection. Mm -hmm. And one in particular, Tevin is sidecar left of Ryan in the shotgun. And they blitz, and the blitz comes off, and the guy Tevin's responsible for is way over there. But Tevin surveys it, scans, and boom! Hits the guy right in the mouth, Ryan slides up behind, and shoves the ball down the field. Am I using my hands enough? Probably No, you should use them (laughs) more. But shoves the ball right down the field, and the confidence you and I played that position, Shock. How much how much how does that oh, make yeah. you feel when you know that guy is gonna go get that? Clutch?
2: It's big. It's big because a lot of times we question does this guy see him coming off the edge? Does this guy know he has to scan all the way across and get there now? And sometimes we see a lot where we have, say you have play action. Yeah, have play action come, and you're supposed to play action right, but his guy is left side. Instead of going through the play action right, he just goes left now. Sometimes that is the part of the mind that the quarterback has to maybe second guess is, is this guy going to do his job? And the fact that Matt does not have to worry about that and knows Tevin is going to do his right responsibility and get that guy picked up, he can stand in there with no problem and throw the football. If not worrying about, do I need to slide or do I need to move? That's a big part of the game, Arjun. I think that's a good point you brought up. With were, There were multiple times Tevin stepped up into the middle of that, that offensive line and picked up a blitz, which gave you the time to complete a third down or complete a, another play to keep the drive going. And that is what you want out of a complete back. When you look at a guy who can run, mm-hmm. who can catch out the backfield, that's a big part of it, yeah. yeah. But if you can't be in there on third down and pick up a blitz and not know where they're coming from, all the exotic things you see on defense these days, then there's no reason for you to be on the field on third down. And you need him on the field because of what he can bring.
0: Ido Smith has been a great addition to this team. No Love question Edo. about it. Love Edo. Uh, you are listening to Falcons Audible podcast presented by AT&T. Uh, give us a call. Uh, remember that we play these on Monday. So keep your question forward looking a little bit if you can. Uh, but if you want to talk about transactions, uh, you know, roster questions, anything like that. What you wrote from straight
2: from the beak, all that kind of stuff. Anything.
0: Over. Yeah. And speaking to the fan, oh, the number, by the way, is 470-341-4177, 470-341-4177. Speaking to you guys, the fans, I know one thing that you are thrilled about is one thing I get a question about all the time is, hey. Why can't the Falcons finish teams off? Why can't they're doing so well? Why can't they just put the, the, the boot the dagger, on the throat man. and finish them? Well, yesterday they finished them, and mm-hmm. that was a good feeling. Uh, they, like you said, they didn't have to change much. They kept the, the throttle down, and it, it was really fun to watch. So, Arch, hmm? here we are, 4-4, four and four, eight games left, five of the final eight on the road. Road Warriors, baby. Road Warriors, yep. but one game at a time. Why can't we finally converted. One, you? finally. Yep. That's how I ended my col- I ended my column today. With, can't believe
2: you're a one
1: game at a time, I ended, guy. Now I ended my column. It took with,
0: us eight weeks to get you there. On to Cleveland. Period. So speaking it. of those Browns, yeah, uh, they've lost four straight. Tough loss to Patrick Mahomes, the machine, yesterday. Uh, they're going to be itching for a win, obviously. But you don't worry about that. You just worry about coming in, and taking care of business. Yeah. What are your thought initial thoughts right now heading into the Cleveland game? We're healthy. I mean, we didn't have any, not that I know, major yeah, injuries, knock, on, knock on wood. Let me knock on your head. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
1: it's wood. It's, it's uh, yeah, I think that you like the momentum you're carrying, and certainly the fan and us, we can all get kind of wrapped up in, in kind of this momentum and how good we feel. It's about those guys in the locker room making sure that they, they lock into this week. This is a Cleveland team that has the potential to play pretty good defense. Mm -hmm. They're not playing very good defense right now. Okay. When you look at the numbers, it's really weird. They're number one in the NFL in giveaway takeaway.
0: I didn't even know. They're two and six.
1: They're plus eleven in the giveaway takeaway. They lead the league in interceptions. They have fourteen interceptions, which leads the league, or or is right near the top of the league. Twenty three takeaways. I'm sorry, twenty three takeaways is number one in the league. Thirteen interceptions is number two in the league. So They're doing a great job with that part of it, but not doing it. They're they're middle of the road third down conversion. They're giving up over 400 yards a game. Uh, They've given up 135 yards a game on the ground. So, a Cleveland defense that I think most people think is playing pretty well, eh, not so much, you know? And so they're and they're still trying to find their identity on offense. They've got a really good pass catching back in Duke Johnson. They've got a good runner that people will remember, a guy named Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, yeah, Nick Chubb, once or twice, yeah. pretty good runner. And then, of course Baker Mayfield's ability to extend plays. So yeah. it's a dangerous team. Yeah, they are. And sometimes when you're kind of in a hole, yeah, you kind of throw caution to the wind, right? Hey, let's mm-hmm. try that. And that's not even on tape.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that be, makes that makes them dangerous. And they're in their own building.
0: Coaching change too. Yep. So there's some unpredictability mm-hmm. there too. Uh, they have talent you know you, you that you mentioned in early on in the season they were in some tight games they were in some very winnable games they you know they had the tie there was like a one yeah game they that got like, down three times three, three, over-time, time games three overtime games yeah I mean it's just so they're you know they're right there um, but they're still not there uh, what are your thoughts on Cleveland real quick
2: um, Cleveland is a team, I think Arch just mentioned about their ability to be able to have a quarterback that can get out and move. Also Baker Mayfield, yes. Yeah, uh, but to take it to a, a, the Falcons' perspective, I enjoyed watching the Falcons' defensive line from last week, and I think that's going to transfer over to this week, and especially going to have a guy who can move around and make some plays and use his legs, and I think in this game you find a way to play more coverage in this game because you know you have a guy back there who can, who will possibly throw you the football. He wants to play, make some plays down the field. But also, this D-line last week forced eight holding calls, eight holding penalties in the game versus the Redskins. And I I, I thought the pressure was ramped up. Give Grady Jarrett a lot of credit on the inside. Deidre Sonat, all those guys. Jack Crawford's got a
0: sack in three straight games now. Did you feel like that that – Early on in the game, that bull rush by Grady and Sack, where the, their their guard was hurt on the play, yeah. Um, and then they had they rotated another guy in, and then Tack had a bull rush on, on, the, on the next play. That really kind of set the tone. I felt like early on, like the Falcons were like, "Hey, we're here all day," you know. And you know, not only did they jump out to the early lead, but they just they gave Alex Smith all kinds of issues there. Yeah. They shut down Adrian Peterson. They, 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 I, they had a phenomenal day. Yeah, I
2: mean, true enough, they they had some issues up front, but uh, at the end of the day, it's about what you do uh, as a defensive line. You had a chance to talk to Sonat, and he talked about each and every week is a new challenge. He's learning sure. new things. He's learning how to, you know, learn from Grady. And Grady, maybe the best thing for him, was he sat out those two games, and now he is even more
1: motivated than ever. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in his last two performances and what he's done. Chuck, I Push. want you to elaborate on the on eight the holding calls. You talked about eight holding calls, and people say, well, he's holding. But why, elaborate on that. Why, why does that happen? There are, you,
2: you watch their ability to rush the passer, and it's not even in the pass game. It's in the whole in the run game as well. These guys do such a great job of changing the line of scrimmage and penetrating and forcing these guys to hold because these guys are quick off the ball. Maybe that first step is a little quicker than their, deep, their offensive line, and then they get up the field, and your quarterback's not even hit his fifth or sixth step and they're already around the corner. There were a couple of times you can see Vic leaning, you can see Tack leaning around that edge, you get pressure from the middle, and instead of causing a big hit on your quarterback, you got a hold. And we saw it in the game, Tack and Vic got a holding penalty on the exact same play by both their their (laughs) tackles. I mean, their ability to turn the corner and their ability to get upfield faster than the offensive line is ready for it is a big issue. And that's why uh, a team ends up holding so much because those guys are playing at such a higher level.
1: Ten office line. Really, kind right of a sigh of relief to finally see some of the calls. I think we've yeah. seen Vic mobbed a number of times, yeah. drugged to the ground. Yeah. It was nice to see it finally called.
0: Yeah, agree. Uh, we had a. You guys concerned at all about some of the offside penalties at all? Absolutely. I mean, that's. Just, no. that's the one was on a key third down. If I'm not well, mistaken. one of them it was third
2: and
1: seven or something. Yeah, and two of them moved him third to third and short. I think yeah. they both moved him up to third and short. Yeah. I think one on Vic and one on Tack. Yeah. Now, as a fire breather coming off the edge, you're trying to anticipate that snap count. Sure. But these guys are still young, younger guys. You got to start to glue in, especially when you got a 14 year veteran like uh, like Alex Smith. He's going to hard count you, especially if he sees it on tape they're jumping offside, I'm going to hard count him. Yeah. He's a hard count guy. I remember John Elway was the two. best at it. Oh yeah. You know, he'd get in the gun, and no, he no. he could pull anybody off the yeah, offside. So, great. these veteran quarterbacks, now you've got a younger quarterback. You'll see it on tape. Will he use it? We'll see. Baker Mayfield's going to be more concerned about what he's doing maybe than anything
0: else. But you still can't give him free yards. Um, our, our producer, Sam Larson, does a, a, an amazing John Elway impression. I don't know if we can Sam, do you it. Sam, you got that? It. What yeah, do you got? got, got that. But. Job. His throat right. is – I guess his throat's a little sore, though, today. Um, you a little got, one, you got one?
1: Hey, w- I heard you sneak a – Hey, one other it. point about the defense, too, and I thought that you guys made great points about the defense coming in. Remember, Marquand Manuel, this is not a – normally in defenses, guys, you're talking about your 11 starters, maybe a couple of DBs, maybe one linebacker, maybe a couple of – so you're talking about 15 guys. Oh, probably, tw- you're
0: talking about the rotation. We're talking general. about yeah.
1: we're playing 20 guys <laughs> yeah. on defense now. So to dial this defense in, and get them to all be on the same page, regardless, if Neeson's coming in and Richards is coming out, Aluakon's coming in, Riley's coming out. You know, here comes Isaiah Oliver. They're bleedy, going to play him in corner. Ray getting
2: the tip yesterday well, for
1: KZ, and that's the and that was the back end <laughs> I, of it.
0: Well, that's one guy. What
1: happens is, so now I'm Marquand Manuel and I'm trying to match up. Okay, and so I look at the game and I go, who is killing me? Well, it's Vernon Davis, the last guy you think the old tight end that's had a great career, he's wearing us out. I tried Aluok, I tried Bruce Carter on him, didn't work. I tried Devondre Campbell on him, didn't work. I tried Jordan Richards on him, didn't work. You know what? I'm bringing a corner in. Here comes Bleedy Ray Wilson in off the bench, and he makes the play of the game Mm -hmm. that kind of gives us the ability to tip our cap in the 18th fairway walking up Mm -hmm. and and walking in to win. Bleedy Ray gets the tip in the air, and, of course, the ball hawk Demonte Casey comes up with the football. So – Give Marquan Manuel and Dan Quinn, obviously, and all those defensive coaches a ton of credit to dial that many guys in to play that kind of defense yesterday.
0: Yeah, our fans were clamoring, hey, we need to make a change. We need to make a trade. We need to, you know, on and on and on before the trade deadline. And uh, one thing they've been adamant about is, hey, we have the players. We believe in these guys. There's there's some on-the-job learning going on, uh, but you saw the communication is improving. And, and this is
2: all done without yeah. one of your, your star corners in there. I mean, we didn't talk about true yeah, possibly having Alfred, two yeah. picks in his game if he catches the rock. I mean, there's so many opportunities out there. You don't have Rocky out there as well. So you talk about playing 20 guys, and then he has to realize, Who's in there at that moment to call certain stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who does certain things really well? What combinations work up front to match the back end? Communication's been Mark an Cole issue. Marquard yeah. Manuel, man, has done an it's awesome job. It's interesting
1: to watch KZ too. You guys to talk KZ. about KZ. KZ yeah. is, you're starting I'm, to see more <laughs> of Ricardo guy. Allen coming oh, out of man. it. He's way down the box and he's sliding the linebacker over and he's signaling the other safety yes. to get over. So his understanding, remember, we're only, in a, you know, we're just a couple years into his career, and yeah. he hasn't played a ton. He's starting to develop the, the big-picture idea of where people are supposed to be, and then his ability to be around the football is uncanny. Ball-hawking, here's, here's, confident. One go.
2: thing that uh, I, I found was pretty, pretty cool that how Dan Coyne finds ways to get his guys better mm-hmm. is he miked up KZ in practice, and then he allowed KZ to go back so he can listen to it. And just see how he communicates, nice. how he's talking, how he's, you know, interacting with guys, where he should be. And the first thing he said was, oh, I didn't know I sound like that. <laughs> and then he was like, well, that's what here's I say some things when I, I, I can work on. <laughs> so this is this is the other level stuff that Coach Quinn does that people won't even know on the back end. That's helping guys continue to get better. And Who knows what else he's doing with, with the rest of the guys on this team. But that's just one aspect of how he's getting guys better.
0: You know, Larson makes me, speaking of our producer, he makes he, me do the watches. same thing, listen yeah. to myself. And I say the same thing. I'm like, I didn't know I sounded like that. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I I love the fact that we brought up KZ because he really, through the preseason, throughout the first half of the season, he's been consistent. I mean, yeah, he's had his mistakes, but by and large, he's made a lot of impactful plays. Mm -hmm. uh, Interceptions, I love this, you -hmm. know, the swagger he has. Um, He threw the the ball into the stands, which was great. Uh, you love to see that, you Thank know. I think someone said something about him getting. I don't know if this is true or not. Arch might have been thrown it to you guys. We, well, in corner yeah, room. we were in that corner. That's about where we were. <laughs> oh, were you up there? Okay. But, right. Yeah, he,
1: that, we nice vantage point the Redskins provide <laughs> the vision <laughs> radio. Crew, oh, by we the way. were in I the appreciate NFL. that, yeah. Mr. Schneider. That was very nice. Um, Dan Snyder and the owner. Uh, uh, yeah, and we got to we got to talk about the fans that were there. Okay. Oh, but but I was shocked. Uh, but I got to I got to ask you, Chuck. Tell me what Alex Smith is thinking when he gets out of the pocket and goes down the sideline which happened to be their longest run of the game at 23 <laughs> yard run, over and he decides he's going to take on he's going to take on Brian Poole what are you thinking about cuz Poole I've, completely I've,
2: unlocked him I've never been in that moment because I've never <laughs> wanted that situation to happen to me you've already got out of a Houdini act Grady Jarrett has you dead to rights, and then Step you get up. out of it, and then you make him 20 yards, and then you still want to stay in bounds. I mean,
1: he's on the he, sideline. He's, he's tested his luck. That's what happened. He tested his luck. Well, I think we've seen video enough. If I'm watching video, hey, 34, you get around him, he's probably going to. Hit probably right. gonna, and it might be a little bit past the whistle. Yeah. He's going to take the shot. Yeah. Don't stay in bounds and give him the clean <laughs> shot. But it was that was. A, I thought that was a. Even though they scored on the drive, and it was a great play by Smith. I thought that kind of defined the chip on the shoulder that that defensive group is playing with. I mean, yeah, we've I seen it he was, from Casey. We've seen it from Pool.
0: I thought he was a little foggy. He's looking at the ground <laughs> yeah. after that. Oh, he was reaching his
1: pocket to make sure he had all his change. Yeah, <laughs> I, you,
0: you did point out he did end up throwing a touchdown, but he didn't even remember. I don't think that he, he remembered it. Uh, yeah. Though I could be wrong there. <laughs> all the right, pin is blue. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what are those old Snickers commercials? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. yeah, eat a Snickers. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Talk about the fans. Tell yeah, the, the fans. fans. I mean, one thing that stuck, stood out to me, and I tweeted it too, was uh, it was there was a Hooper made a heck of a play uh, in the end zone. We were sitting at, and you can hear clear. Oh, uh, the uh, there TV was too. like the, the the crowd. All I heard was Hoop, Hoop, Hoop. Um, heard it
1: for Sanu too, right? When Sanu, Sanu makes that fancy yes. catch and yeah, yeah you that heard first the down?
0: Sanu. Yes, and uh, there were a lot. P- kudos to the fans that made the trip Absolutely. to DC. Uh, I saw a lot of Dion Sanders jerseys. I saw a lot of Julio Jones jerseys. Um, tons of, of red and black. And uh, they were loud. And they made their presence known. And that's a pretty vocal, that's a po- pretty vo- boisterous crowd. You know, yeah. the hail to the Redskins. Even when we came crowd. on the field,
1: you could hear the yes. fans when the Falcons came on the field. Now, you could hear this, the booze, obviously, but you could hear a huge contingent of people. I had a buddy uh,
2: who lives in D.C., and he's a Falcons fan, send me a video and it was 50 to seventy-five Falcons fans in the middle How of the many? quarter. just 50 to 75, just in his group, oh, okay, okay. going crazy, yeah. going loud. So you you know there were tons more, but that was just one I was like, wow. It was just red and black everywhere yeah. in the
0: whole entire video. So it was cool when KZ threw that ball up there. I don't know if he's going to get fined or not. Someone should pay for that if he does. How about uh, you pay for that? I don't know if I can make it. Used to make kind of you. It like used that. to
1: be when you threw the ball in the stands, it was 500 bucks. Is that and it? And then, then they moved it to 1,000. Uh, because they're afraid you're going to hit somebody in the, in the face with it. That's no way. problem. You can well, do that. No he problem. He
0: threw it up there, and there were a ton of Falcons fans yeah. up there. It was a cool So does moment. it go
2: up by which level you throw it into?
0: So first level is
2: 500. Second level, Gold level. Thousand, I don't think he know, made stuff. the gold well, it's level. Interesting.
1: It's interesting. You, you can't throw a football up there, which I would think would be much easier. But you easier can than, hand it to him in the football. But, but you can throw a baseball in the crowd. How many times you oh, see yeah. those guys <laughs> throw a baseball in the crowd?
0: Yeah. Cam Newton, Coleman. every time they score, he hands the uh, Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. That's yeah, good. I mean, that's I nice, think you should be able to chuck it in You there. should that's be a able nice to souvenir. It. Yeah. Hey, it's fine, man. I think
2: it's fine. There you go.
0: So, you're listening to Falcons Audible, a uh, podcast presented by AT&T, mm-hmm. and we're coming down the home stretch here, guys, on this Victory Monday. Uh, big picture here. We talked a little bit of Browns. Uh, I know we say one game at a time, yeah. but I'm going to do it. No, nope, don't do it. Don't go
2: backwards. Everything's
0: big. on the table for this team yep. right now, which you love. Yep. They control their own destiny. What you love is what you want. Midway point. You want to have a fighting chance? They have a fighting chance. Yes, there's the teams that have gotten off to great mm-hmm. starts in the NFC, the Saints, the Rams. Um, who else? Just uh, happens. So our, our division is Panthers, playing really well. Yes. Our, the two guys in front of us in the division yes. are playing extremely
1: well. So, yes. We well,
2: get a chance to see both of them, so it's okay. I mean, yeah. I know you got to go to their place, but – Give Dan Quinn and his staff a bunch of credit for when his team was 1-4, and not allowing them to go in the dumps and continue to play at a high level, just fight their way back. And now you're in a position where you give yourself a chance to make a run at it. That's all you want to be is a, a, a team that has a shot to, you know, play more football.
0: We don't know what's going to happen in the second half, meaning, you know what, things can happen to other teams too. You take care of your own business and let things fall where they may. We did get a little help yesterday. The Patriots beat the Packers. The Mm -hmm. Packers are going to kind of be in that race. Uh, The Chargers won, right? They beat Mm -hmm. the Seahawks. That kind of helped a little. Tampa didn't help us, Uh, though Fitzmagic did come back and throw four touchdowns. Uh, The the Titans play the... Yeah,
1: garbage time He's going to bring you back. <laughs> 42-27. We made yeah. a spirit. We're night. in
0: there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Titans play the Cowboys tonight. The t- the Cowboys are another one of those teams that are going to be jockeying for a wild card well, I well, feel. I guess what we like. see
2: the Cowboys in 2 weeks, oh, hey. In, yeah,
0: in 2 weeks. Uh I can't believe November 8th like Marion Jones, Marion. No, I don't. You don't okay. I don't. though we do get to see Mari Cooper in in the and silver tonight.
2: Thoughts? Thoughts?
0: Excited, man. The big,
1: yeah, the big picture of it, uh, all great points. I, I think that Shock said it the best, maybe, is that you played yourself back in position. Yep. So you had to do that. And we've been talking about here for three weeks. Kind of felt like playoffs, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Kind of felt, okay, it's a playoff Must game. Win, it's said. a playoff game. It's a playoff game. It's a playoff game. What is a playoff game? A playoff game means you're eliminated if you don't, you don't find a way to win it. Um, and you found a way to get after three teams in a row. So here comes an AFC team, and the thing that I keep hearing out there from fans, oh, it's an AFC team. We don't need to worry about this one so much. we got to beat the NFC teams. Well, if you don't win this one, you don't get a chance to have any kind of playoff or any kind of tiebreaker against an NFC team. So you have to beat Cleveland this week, and then you can get back in to the NFC with the Cowboys coming to Mercedes-Benz. But Got to take care of Cleveland this week, and so each one of them, it still ramps up. And to me, you still have to be in playoff mode.
0: Heading into that Giants game, you know, I, I looked, I looked ahead at the the slate, and I said, of course you did. You and, and, and if they could go take care of the Giants, they did. If they could go take care of the Redskins, they have. If they can take care of the Browns now, it sets them up for Dion Jones to return. They have the Cowboys at home. Can you imagine if they go into New Orleans on Thanksgiving Day with a six and four record? With a chance to go seven and four, uh, with a chance to do, they'll have a five and two conference mark. And if they win that game, they're three and one in the South. Hey. I know. Let's stick to Cleveland, but that's pretty exciting, and that's what the fans are thinking about. Because the fans also remember what Dan Quinn has done over the second half of the seasons, so the last two years, six and two. They replicate that. They're ten and six. They have a fighting chance.
2: Big. I think he did a good job of putting that all together and, and to say it's a it's a spot where the Falcons want to be. Yes if you can if you can go into that big time game in New Orleans, obviously a division game and have the opportunity to stay ahead of the schedule, it's where you want to be.
1: Got a long a lot of football left to play, yes, but uh, I would say at the halfway point, based on what this team has faced from an adversity standpoint, Got to think about Dan Quinn as is, is one of those one of the top level coaches as for far sure. as coach of the year right now. Sure. Halfway point, he'd be coach of the year for no me. Wow, no. that's
0: good stuff, guys. That's a great place to uh, to end today's podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Peace out.